On a Monday, it's Bigger Pockets Daily. This is where we take the best articles from biggerpockets.com and read them, so you can keep learning about real estate while you go about your busy life. Okay, almost time for the show. We'll get right into it after this quick break. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make your moves count. Bought a rental? That's a move. Made some serious stock gains? That's a move. Quit your job to go full-time on your side hustle? That's a move. Relocated for a fresh start? Okay, that's literally a move. Your moves made a big difference in your life last year. Now it's time to make the most of your moves. Whether you moved on from a job, made moves in your own business, did some side hustling, or house flipped your way to financial freedom, TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction that you deserve, filing with 100% accuracy, and getting your max refund guaranteed. Switch to TurboTax. Make your moves. TurboTax will make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. Did you know that short and medium-term rentals often offer double the cash flow compared to long-term rentals? Well, it's true. And rental retirement just made investing in them easier than before. Now you can buy fully turnkey short and medium-term rentals that are newly built or renovated, leased, and managed. Maximize your cash flow, appreciation, and equity while the rental retirement team takes care of all of it for you. Plus, their creative financing options like interest rate buy-downs can get you a rate in the low fives. And their investor loans let you buy multiple properties with as little as 5% down. Not 20%. 5% down. But why buy with rent to retirement? They're investors just like you and me and rock one of the highest reputations across bigger pockets with more five star reviews than any other company on our site. And I think that's a pretty big deal. To learn more, visit renttoretirement.com. That's renttoretirement.com or text REI to 33777. Again, text REI. 33777 to learn more about how you can get started investing in some of the best cash flow markets today. You're trying to close on your next rental, so why is your insurance company dragging its feet? With long lead times and never-ending paper forms, it's no wonder it takes forever to finally get a policy. Modern investors deserve better. They deserve Steadily.com. At Steadily.com, you'll get fast, affordable landlord insurance available online 24-7 in just a few clicks. You can even get next-day coverage, which takes just minutes, by the way, to obtain. And you can do it all from your phone. Steadily was founded by landlords who created insurance products tailored to the unique needs of this industry. It's their sole focus, and that's why landlords nationwide consistently rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars. So whether you've got a single-family, short-term, or multifamily portfolio, Steadily.com can secure the best coverage at the best price to protect your properties. Discover how Steadily can save you both time and money on your rental property insurance. Visit Steadily.com for a commitment-free quote tailored to your needs today. And now, part two of the Beginner's Guide to Investing in Your First Multifamily Property. Let's start with analyzing multifamily properties. I often say that deal analysis is the most important skill an investor can have. When you know how to do the math, you'll avoid buying bad deals, have an easier time using other people's money to buy those good deals, and achieve your financial goals faster with far less investment risk. But not everyone likes math. And understandably so, it can get complicated, especially with multifamily. Unfortunately, it's kind of hard to make good investments without crunching those numbers, though. After all, investing is just one big equation. (laughs) Rather than saying, I don't know how to do math, so I'll just go ahead and wing it. 
let's go ahead and take the time to learn. Experienced multifamily investors typically prefer underwriting to analysis. They're basically the same concept, but underwriting is the industry term. So just be sure to use it if you want to look smart. Underwriting involves two distinct parts. One, the collection of data, data maybe, income, expenses, etc. And two, the actual math. Let's take a look at collecting the data. When I say collecting the data, I mean understanding what you are dealing with. What's the location like? How many units are on the property? What are, do those units rent for? Are there any other sources of income? Laundry machines, rented storage? Which utilities are paid by the landlord and which are paid by the tenants? What's the condition? How much are the property taxes and how much will they be after closing? How much will insurance cost? What other expenses will the landlord be responsible for? Most of these data points can be learned by talking with the broker involved in the sale or by asking pointed questions of the seller. Additionally, at least for on-market, listed properties, the broker will assemble this data ahead of time and place it into the sales document. But be warned, these sales documents are meant to sell you on the deal, so never trust them. Verify each point to be sure it's not an overly optimistic estimate or just a flat-out lie. The key to data collection is wrapping your head around the entire project so you can make the best informed underwriting decision. You wouldn't want to buy a multifamily property only to find out later that the city has a special monthly fee that will cost you thousands of dollars each year. In just a moment, we will analyze a hypothetical multifamily deal. So let's go ahead and create some hypothetical data points. The address, 123 Main Street, Anytown, USA. 10 units, average monthly rent, 750. Other income, about 200 bucks a month for coin-operated laundry. Utilities are $1,000 a month for water, sewage, garbage, and electric. Condition, okay. It needs about 30 grand in signage, landscaping, and paint. Property taxes, $1,200 a month. Insurance, $2,200 a month. Other expenses, 10% of rent for property management and $200 a month for landscaping. The asking price, $1 million. Here's the mathematical analysis. Next, you're going to be using that data to determine several key financial metrics for the property. While it's possible to do this by hand, I would highly recommend using the Bigger Pockets Rental Property Calculator, which allows you to accurately and efficiently analyze a property in under five minutes. No joke. Doing an analysis by hand or using some random spreadsheet from the internet, that's a good way to lose a lot of money by making just tiny mistakes. And a big note here, the bigger pockets calculators are ideal for properties between 1 and 30 units. Above 30, you're going to want a more exhaustive tool like Michael Blank's Syndicated Deal Analyzer. But let's go ahead and run the numbers on the hypothetical 10-unit multifamily property on the bigger pockets rental property calculator. First, just enter the address and then Enter the proposed purchase price, closing costs, after repair value, and repairs costs. And hey, if you're using the bigger pockets calculators and unsure how to fill out any form, we got like this little blue help link on the right-hand side of the page. Pretty cool. And then you're going to choose your loan amount. In this case, 70% is going to mean a 30% down payment, which will also include details about the loan, oh, you know, which you can get from your lender. Now, include the rent and other monthly income, and then include all the expenses for the property. 
I usually assume between 5% to 10% for repairs, but this can vary depending on the age and condition, as well as some other compensating factors. That's it for the inputs. Let's take a look at the results. Okay, so when investing in multifamily deals, I look for several key metrics. Cash flow. This is the profit the property produces after all the expenses, including the mortgage, have been considered. As a general rule of thumb, I like seeing $100 per month per unit on a multifamily property. But this number is not as important as, say, cash on cash return, or COC. This is the percentage that your investment has made you in a given year. To determine this, simply divide annual cash flow by total capital invested. Generally, I aim for about 8 to 12% cash on cash on a real estate investment, but this can vary wildly depending on the deal. For example, I might take a smaller COC if I believe the property's value can go way up over time, and I'll make more of my profit when I someday sell. The average annual return. This number gives us a general look at the lifetime success of the property. Knowing that over time, we will pay off some of the loan, and the property will also likely increase in value. Average annual return says, if we account for all of that, what will our investment return be, on average, each year? As a rule of thumb, I like this number to be at at least 14%, preferably a lot higher on a five-year hold. But in the case of our example property at 123 Main Street, Anytown, USA, we can see that this property is projected to produce more than $200 per month per unit in cash flow, which is above my metric goal of $100, 7.46 cash on cash return, which is a little bit below the minimum, and a five-year annualized return of 16.85%, which is above my personal goal. Now, if I want to achieve all three of these metrics, I do have a choice. I can give up and go back to the drawing board since this property only works for two of the three, or I can just simply lower my purchase price slightly to determine at what price I will achieve my goal. This is how underwriting works. You find the number that works and then you just go after it. You keep out the emotion, you stick to the math, and you pursue the deal based on the metrics you've defined as important. What is a good ROI? for a multifamily property. Not just a frequently asked question, maybe the frequently asked question. <laughs> so a good ROI for multifamily real estate depends on several factors, area, market value, asset classes, just to name a few. A good ROI is like 14 to 18%. What's good for you depends on your investment strategy. For example, some multifamily investors may accept a lower ROI for lower vacancy risk while others prefer a higher risk and higher ROI, including higher monthly income. The key is to determine if you prefer higher returns or lower risk. Residential real estate isn't always high risk, but any investment strategy in the real estate market does have its risks, including a total loss in extreme situations. Next question, what's a multifamily property worth? That's a loaded question, to say the least. <laughs> First, as with all things in a capitalist society, something is worth what someone else is willing to pay for it. But that's a lame answer, so let's go ahead and go deeper. What's it worth to you? In other words, what price can you pay to make your deal turn into a solid investment for you? For example, if your goal was an 8% cash-on-cash return, 
the deal that we talked about, should actually pencil out above that number at a purchase price of $970,000. But is it actually worth $970,000? Well, let's go one step further in terms of valuing a multifamily property and look at how an appraiser would evaluate the property. First, this is another distinction point between small and large multifamily. Smaller two- to four-unit properties are generally valued the same way single-family houses are. By looking at what similar properties have sold for, an appraiser would look at recent sales or comps and assume that the target property will be worth around the same amount. When we're talking about larger multifamily properties, five units or greater, appraisers have a different way of determining value because it's hard to find identical properties to compare one's large multifamily to, Appraisers instead look at the profitability of the investment and compare that to other commercial real estate investments in the area. This concept alone is enough to write a whole chapter on. But simply stated, the value of a large multifamily property can be determined using this formula. Stay with me. Net operating income, NOI, divided by cap rate equals value. So, the net operating income, or NOI, is a property's profit in a year, not including any debt payment or CapEx, capital expenditures. So, the cap rate is the expected cash-on-cash -cash return investors typically want to see in a similar investment, assuming they paid all cash. So, if a property's NOI is 500 k per year and the normal cap rate in an area is 5%, then $500,000 divided by 0 0.05 equals... 10 million bucks. Does that mean you should only pay $10 million for this property? No. Maybe the property needs to be improved. Maybe you can get it cheaper. Maybe you can increase rents immediately. So overpaying might actually make sense in the grand picture. Remember, regardless of these cap rates or NOI formulas, the property is worth what makes it a good deal for you. So work backward, stick to the math, and buy a great small multifamily deal. Now let's talk about financing this multifamily property. So there are plenty of loan types that you can get to finance your multifamily. Here's just a quick list of the most common ones. HUD loans and other government-backed mortgages for house hackers who plan to live in a one-to-four family unit um, for at least a year. Conventional mortgages, which is the most common, typically 20 to 30% down, but most banks or lenders can do these. Portfolio loans, Usually, small local community banks do lend their own money rather than the government's, and therefore, it can be a little bit more flexible. Hard money loans, granted by private individuals or firms with higher rates and fees than traditional lenders and much shorter terms. Usually only ideal for fix-and-flip projects or buying a nasty property, repairing it, and then refinancing it with a more traditional loan. In addition, there are many creative strategies that can allow you to invest in real estate with significantly less money. Even no money? Perhaps the most common no to low money down strategy is that of utilizing partnerships, where one partner brings most or all of the down payment. The other partner handles the rest, finding the deal, negotiations, offers, due diligence, closing, and managing. And profits can just be split, however the two parties choose. Often it's 50-50. This strategy can be utilized on small deals or large deals. In fact, this is how I've grown my portfolio to more than 2,000 units in the last few years. My real estate company, Open Door Capital, 
buys large apartments and mobile home parks by raising money from wealthy individuals, known as limited partners, we do the rest. This can create a win-win for everyone, as the limited partners get completely passive income, while I can scale my unit count into the thousands. This process is known as syndication and is the primary focus of Volume 2 of The Multifamily Millionaire. You can find that at biggerpockets.com. In addition to partnerships, there are many other strategies that could work. Seller financing, lease options, burr investing, and more. If you're curious about more creative strategies, don't miss my first full-length book, The Book on Investing in Real Estate with No and Low Money Down. Again, biggerpockets.com. Bam. Let's talk about making an offer real quick. Now that you've figured out your financing route, it's usually a good idea to do this before making offers so that you're not wasting anyone's time and you know exactly how much you can pay for the property to make it worth buying. Time to make an offer, right? If you're using a broker, they can draw up all the legal documents and make sure all your I's are dotted and your T's are crossed. If not, consider using an attorney to help you make that offer. The document you'll use to make your offer is known as a purchase and sale agreement, or simply the P&S. However, when dealing with complex multifamily property transactions, it's customary first to submit a document known as a letter of intent, or LOI. The LOI is a much simpler document, usually just one page, that spells out all the important stuff. Who you are, the amount you're offering, the date you'll close, and how you'll finance. The LOI, although not legally binding, allows both parties to negotiate before spending thousands of dollars and weeks of time on the thousands of small items found in the P&S. After making your offer, you might get a yay, a nay, or a negotiation. If competition is intense, which it often is, you should do whatever you can to entice the seller to pick you. One way to do this, beyond price, of course, is to give a shorter closing time. Instead of the standard 30 to 45 days, offer to have the deal done in two weeks. This may put a lot of pressure on you as a buyer since you'll have to run through inspections and more during the due diligence period, but sometimes letting a seller know that their payday is in two weeks is enough to make them bend a little. But just note that quick turnarounds on closing might eliminate financing options like conventional mortgages, so just go ahead and be aware of that risk. You can also offer more earnest money. This is a percentage of the property's price given as a deposit to show your seriousness about the purchase. More money can indicate more commitment. Typically, earnest money is between 1% to 3% of the purchase price. It's generally refundable if you back out for reasons outlined in your offer up to a certain time period defined by the offer. In kind of in line with that, let's talk about buyer's due diligence. So the due diligence period is a set amount of time before closing, where the buyer can kind of pick apart the property with inspections and tests just to ensure that they want to make the purchase. It also gives time to finalize financing and ensure everything closes smoothly. One of the most important things you can do during this time is get an inspection. This is going to help determine whether you're making the right investment. You'll also use this time to dig into the financials of the investment, double and triple checking that your estimates for income and expenses are accurate, Insurance can be ordered during this time, management can be hired, financing is finalized, and lawyers or the title company will handle the legal paperwork and title searches. Whatever else you decide to do during this period, ensure you're getting it done before it ends so that you don't find something that ruins the deal later 
when it's too late to back out. When your due diligence period is up, there's only one thing left to do. Close on your new multifamily property. And that brings us to managing this multifamily. When it comes to managing your multifamily, you do have several options. With a smaller multifamily, you might choose to just do it. DIY it. Managing tenants is not an overly complicated process, but there are some vital legal and functional rules and processes that you definitely should follow. But landlording is not for the faint of heart or weak of will. Mm-mm. You will need to be professional, firm, and systemized. You must learn how to advertise vacant units, screen tenants, sign leases, and handle problems when they arise. And they will. If you plan to go this route, be sure to read some good books on managing tenants, such as the book I wrote with my wife, the book on managing rental properties. If you choose not to manage the units yourself, you got to engage a professional property management company. Typically, these companies are going to charge between 5 and 10% of the rent collected as their payment, plus some other leasing fees. However, this can give you a significant amount of your time back, allowing you more time to find other deals or lie on the beach. Remember that even if you hire a manager, you're going to still need to watch over the manager and ensure they're doing a good job. Or you're going to need to replace them. Mm -hmm. And by the way, congratulations. You've made it to the end. Okay, at this point, you should have a property going from the seller's hands into yours, producing great monthly cash flow and making you wealthier every single month. If you're ready to start your search for investment properties, use the Agent Finder tool to get started right now. Get the help you deserve to find the best multifamily investments in your area, helping you make the most of this real estate market. That's a wrap. But wait, I've got a tip to share. Do you go to your search bar every time you're looking for that real estate investing checklist, spreadsheet, or another resource you need? Stop Googling and head to biggerpockets.com find to get easy-to-understand market reports, step-by-step investing guides, and so many more free resources for aspiring real estate investors. Save time and get what you really need all in one place. Google's got enough traffic as it is. Give them a break. Visit biggerpockets.com find. That's biggerpockets.com F-I-N-D to access free, the keyword there, investing resources from Bigger Pockets.